What's up, everybody? Welcome to Inside the Age podcast. We are Houston everything. My name is Ike Quayar. Chilling right here with my boy Kush. Uh, there's a lot of things to get into, man. Um, you know, all of our teams, uh, some let us down, but you know, thank God we still got the Texans, right, Kush? Hey, man, it's been a depressing week uh, for us as Houston sports fans. But you know what? I, you know, I'm a positive guy. I always look at the bright side. Tomorrow's going to be a better day, man. Let's go. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely, man. And so let's get right into it, man. Let's get let's start talking about the Houston Rockets. Uh, they started out their regular season, you know, the first two games on the road. Um, the first game was against the Orlando Magic. And this game, right from the beginning, because you could tell that the Orlando Magic came out with more energy, very intense on defense, and they were ready. They were prepared for that game. The Houston Rockets, unfortunately, were not. And it was a bit of an ugly game, man. Um, we had a lot of turnovers. We also got out-rebounded in the game. And to be honest, man, when you have those two things going against you, I don't care how good you play on offense. Uh, you're, you're really not going to have a good chance uh, at winning that game. And then to make matters even worse, the offense wasn't all that either, right? So there was a lot of – there was a few bright spots, though, in the game against the Magic that we can you – know, we feel good about. Like my guy Alprin Shingun really showed up and played. You know, that's one guy that you know he's always going to give the effort and he's always going to show out, you know, on in offense because of the type of skills that he has, man. Um, What did you see from that Magic game, Kush? Like what, what was something that, you know, you thought that really – like just messed us up, man, because we were down. Um, we lost a game by nearly 30 points, man. So what did you see in that game, man, that really like put us in the in the bad spot? I think just you know, I'm gonna give credit to the magic. They the way their team is built, they have like all big guys, right? Like big um long wingspan guys that can defend and I think our our guys, especially Jalen and Jabari, just never really could get it going against them. They didn't know how to attack it. Um, and just we – I mean, we got it down to like 11 at the half. And at halftime, I was like, okay, we got it down to 11. If we can just, you know, make a little run here or there. But that, that run never came. And I personally just did not like the effort that I was seeing out there, especially, you know, the first game of the season – this is a game that, as Rockets fans, we're we've been looking forward to so much because it's the most like excitement around the team that we've had for a couple of years now, like yeah, three thanks. years. So, for for us to just come out flat like that was kind of disappointing. Um, and I, but I think also for me personally, you know, like I said before, I'm a positive guy, so I was expecting this team to take that leap into hopefully contending for a playing spot. And they just didn't show that the first game of the season. But um, yeah, like you said, like it's, it was, it was a very disappointing effort to watch. Um, 
And I heard Ime Udoka like ripped into them after the game, uh, which is that's refreshing to see your coach like um, they're not going to accept mediocrity or bad performances like that. So, you know, hopefully that, you know, would um, motivate them to play harder, do better the next game, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Yeah, man, I agree. But I also want to say I don't want to overreact to one game, right, to the first regular season game that we had on the road. There was a lot of turnovers, and a lot of those were unforced turnovers. That means that, you know, the defense really had nothing to do with it. It was mainly our fault. And if you look, when you look at the guys like Almond Thompson, he was struggling a little bit you know, handling the basketball, uh, you could tell he was nervous. You know, it's his first NBA game. I don't knock him for that, man. You know, that's that's uh, more than expected because you're on the road. It's your first game, and you're just trying to go out there and, you know, put on, like, one of your best efforts. But there's a lot of things mentally that are going against you, right? You're a rookie um, and there's a lot of stuff that is going on, like, full speed out there. And let's face it, like, the Magic were ready to play. We weren't. And in the, in the third quarter, we made a small run where we got it, the deficit to one. We're only down one. And I was thinking, Kush, man, you know, we got it here. We fought back. We, we clawed back into this game. And now we're about to take the lead. And midway through the third quarter, that's when it happened. And we just kind of, you know, fell off track and lost focus. And the magic was were just, you know, doing whatever they wanted. And a lot of that was the fact that we got out-rebounded because when you're a smaller team like we are, Everybody has to rebound, and that's everybody from the forward center and the guards. And, you know, you have to do your best and just box it out, like locating where your guy is, box him out, or everybody just crash the board, right? Um, bo I used to hate boxing out when I played, like, back in the day in high school. It, guys could just crash the board and – you know, if they're taller, more athletic than you, they're just going to get the rebound and put it right back up. And that's what we're seeing a lot. Like, these guys were just getting a, a lot of second-chance points. And in the NBA, when you do that, most of the time they're going to score. And you're just not going to give yourself a good chance like that, man. Like, So out-rebounded, turnovers, and your main guys in Jabari Smith Jr. and Jalen Green were struggling on offense, you know, that's not a good recipe, you know, for the game plan. Uh, you will never win like that. And those are your two main guys that you're really expecting to kind of, you know, come through for you uh, on offense. And I'm going to say it right now, man, like Jalen needs to shoot the ball more, man. Like in that game, I felt like he didn't shoot the ball that much. He didn't get a lot of attempts, but he has to realize like he's our main guy. He has to you know, be more active on defense, be more uh, just aggressive and looking for his shots. Or, or if the defense is, you know what I'm saying, has a good game plan against you, get other guys involved. There's still other things 
you could do to impact the game on offense. You know, we need him to come through for us. But, you know, we took an L that game. And like you said, like you were talking about Ime Yudoka, he really, you know, took a lot of the stuff that we didn't do in that game. And you could tell that we watched film and we improved on it to the San Antonio game. Now, this game, we looked more prepared. The defense intensity was there right from the get-go. And you could tell that everything that we didn't do in the Orlando Magic game, we learned from it and we, you know, we we did a whole lot better against the San Antonio Spurs. You know, this game, Kush, like I tweeted last night, was very fun to watch, man. It, it was it was a lot of uh, back and forth from both teams. And so I thought with this game was really interesting because for some strange reason, I thought we were going to lose by, you know, double figures, you know, 15, 20 points because of how, you know, we looked against them in the preseason. But this game was very close and, you know, went into overtime and ultimately lost. But what did you think of that game, Kush? Like, what's your overall thoughts about that game? Man, I'm I'm not going to say it's a playoff atmosphere, but, like, we were watching the game last night at a bar. Um, shout out to uh, Summit State of Mind, their uh, watch party. Not saying it's a playoff, playoff atmosphere, but just you could tell that both of these teams don't like each other. You know, of course, we know the history with Wemby and the Rockets, the draft lottery and all that stuff. Um, but I don't think, you know, our guys like the Spurs and Wemby either. And that's what added to it. Like you could you could tell the emotion, you know, they keep the Rockets really started off really strong. Um, pretty much with the message that like Wemby, we know you're like seven foot four, but you're not going to just dominate us. You know, with that being said, uh one of the things that really intri- like intrigued me in this game is uh, if you go back to the first play of the game, the Spurs had the ball, right? What do they do? They put Wemby on the low block, just throw it up to him like he's Yao Ming, just let him go to work. And I'm really surprised they didn't do that more often. But that's that's kind of, you know, the way the NBA game is now, right? So, and I think that, that's one of the things like X's and O's wise that was kind of interesting to me. But I think they did a pretty good job of really um, limiting the damage that Wemby could do on them for the most part, obviously, until, you know, the fourth quarter and overtime. How about Al, Al Prince Sangoon, man? This guy's a baller. Yes, he, sir. He's really, really improved from last year. One of the things that I was really looking forward to in this game was how are Jabari and Jalen Green going to respond after that tough loss? the other night um and Jalen responded Jabari had Jabari had a bad game man and I know a lot of Rockets fans were really 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 frustrated with him and I get it uh this is game two guys and I don't think the play that we saw in Jabari Smith Jr. last night I don't think that's like who he is gonna be for his career like we know he can be better than that and I think he knows he can be better than that better than that too so I'm looking forward to to how again how he responds next game against uh the Warriors tomorrow night. It's going to be a tough game, um, but 
yeah, I, I want to know your thoughts on uh, how how you think our defense played against Wemby. Do you think like do you think they had a certain game plan going into the game, or do you just is it? Do you think it's just the Spurs still trying to figure out how to use them? Well, I think it's a little bit of both, man. So, um, you know, last night in the game, we like relatively we we played good against him. There's only so much you can do against a lanky motherfucker like that. Um, this guy is just can just shoot it over anybody, right? And but I think it's tough to get physical with him before he gets into the paint, and I think that can really make a difference and just letting them know like. Look, if once you're in here, it's going to be more physical than that. So you're just kind of setting the tone on defense. But when you look at the game overall, it was really a bounce back game for us. You know, in terms of offense, uh, we had six guys in double figures. And one of those guys was Jeff Green. That guy is still a, a good basketball player. And I'm loving everything that I'm seeing from him. It's really been a big, you know, uh, contribution from him coming off the bench and playing, you know, like the five out there. And we have a small lineup. But, you know, Jalen Green himself, he had a bounce back game. And in the fourth quarter, man, when you look at it, we're up by 10 points. We had a great shot at winning this game. And the thing was... You know, the Spurs made their run. We all expected that. They were, we're playing on the road. And Jabari Smith had a wide open three at the end, Kush. I mean, there was not a soul around him. I think the, the way the shot looked, he kind of rushed it a little bit, and it was a little bit flat. So I think if he just takes his time, you know, he'll be able to knock it down. He'll be fine. He's, he's hitting game winners before, but – that was very frustrating to see, man, because he was wide open. Uh, there was nobody around him, and he missed it. I think it was under 10 seconds when he took that shot. And he also missed uh, a couple of free throws. And it was the whole team that missed a lot of free throws, man, to be honest. It wasn't It wasn't just yeah, Jabari. 10 for 20 at the line is pathetic, bro. Like, yeah. 10 for 20 at the line, you're not going to win a lot of games. And, yeah. Like, to be honest, uh, you could you could make the argument that we lost the game at the fucking free throw line. Yeah, facts. And then when you're playing teams like the Spurs, that shit is always going to come back and bite you in the ass because anything that you don't take advantage of, they're gonna like they're just gonna chip away and they're gonna make it into a close game. We know these guys how they play uh, basketball, how they're always a defensive-minded team, you know, with Pop being their coach. And they're going to fight you to the end, man. You know, they took us to overtime, and then overtime, and we couldn't get nothing going. It was all Spurs in the overtime, and we just couldn't recover from that. But when you look at it, when you look at the game overall, it was a bounce-back game for us. We did play a lot better. Um, the fact that we were up on them 10 points in the fourth quarter really showed a lot because, to be honest, I always thought, I mean, going into the season, I thought the Spurs would be, you know, better 
uh, opponent than the Magic, and the Magic fucking blew us out of the water, you know what I'm saying, by 20, 30 points, whatever it was. Um, but we really had a shot to win against the Spurs, and I think Jabari Smith Jr. is going to be okay, but we need to you know, make sure that he's just – shakes this off and just moves forward, uh, you know, from this and learns from this because we got other players that are capable of playing that position too, man. Like I would have never rule out like Tari Eason going in there and uh, potentially you never know if uh, he could be a starter one day. I know that's a long shot. It probably won't happen, but Tari Eason is more than capable of getting – a lot of those minutes and, you know, playing the three and the four, also guarding the four um, on defense and, you know, having that kind that option versus him coming off the bench. But And now you would have Jabari Smith Jr. coming off the bench. So I know that's a long shot. That probably won't happen, but you never know because um, – there's so many options that you can do in your starting lineup where you give yourself a chance, you know, just to get multiple looks and different lineups out there to see what happens. So, you know, tomorrow we play the Warriors in our home opener. Man, those motherfuckers, they look good last night, man. They played the Kings and these motherfuckers, they look like they were missing no shots. So, we have our work cut out for us. We need to bring that same intensity that we had against the Spurs to this game um, because they're going to be ready to play. Um, you, one thing about the Warriors is, you know, they like to move without the ball and, you know, they never really stop, you know, being aggressive and making those runs. So the defense has to be there. The effort and also the rebounding. If you if if you lose the rebounding battle against the Warriors, you're pretty much cooked, man. So yeah, if you lose the rebounding battle against them, uh, you might lose by forty. To be honest with you, because these guys they all can shoot. Uh, Chris Paul, the newest addition to the Warriors. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm on the I'm on the slander Chris Paul bandwagon right now because that motherfucker uh, the other day was talking about uh, shooting, and he mentioned the 2018 Rockets missing 27 straight threes. He said he remembers being on a team that, that couldn't hit threes. So, Chris Paul, fuck, I hate to do it. Fuck you, Chris Paul. You know what I mean? But uh, I want to I wanna take it back to what you said about Tari Eason. Tari Eason is one of these guys that, like, you know, if you box score watch and you look at his numbers, you don't really see the impact that he has on the game. But when he's not out there, you can really feel you can really feel his impact not being there, right? And so, obviously, that's that's a pretty big loss for this team in the past two couple games. And I think you can see it on the court. Like if he was out, if he was out there, I'm not saying we win uh, against the Magic or the Spurs, but you know, possibly he, he could make a few plays out there against the Spurs. Who knows? We might win that game, right? So that's that that to me was kind of a big loss. Um, and as far as the Warriors, man, we don't really have a good record against them in the past few years. I went into last night thinking, okay, if we if we finish tonight one and one, 
I'm okay with being one and two through the first three games, but now if you lose tomorrow, you're own three, and then now that you know doubt starts to kick in with the in the team, it's like when what like when the fuck are we gonna win our first game? You know, so I think it's important. I mean, I'm not really a big moral victories guy at all, but I think it's important that if they do lo- lose the game and it's a close game and our guys are playing well and they're like hustling out there, they're making plays out there. I think I'll. I will take that as a win. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, the rebuild is still going on. And there's still going to be a lot of growing pains with this team. Uh, it's, it's not just going to happen overnight. So what I saw in the last game, you know, really um, encouraged me, man, because the defense was there. They responded from the first game. And this is going to take some time, man. Let's be honest. Um, you know, the NBA uh, is not an easy league, man. There's not a lot of bad teams out there. And then when you look at our schedule, too, we started out two on the road. And now you have your home opener against the Golden State Warriors. Like, that's a tough schedule, man. You know what I'm saying? And not to mention that we played San Antonio twice in the preseason. So now we play these motherfuckers like three times in the last week and a half or something. So there's a lot of things that are going against us. I'm not here trying to make excuses or anything, but just understand that this is still a rebuild. Uh, There's going to be a lot of growing pains. Uh, All the players are still trying to get adjusted to the new coaching staff, all the new sets, the defense, all the switching that's being involved. So this is going to take a lot of time. Right. Uh, obviously, for us fans, if it can happen sooner than later, we'll love it. But as long as the team is improving, you know, with the mindset and the culture and the defense, those are the things that we can take away and feel better about, you know, our team there. But going back to the Spurs game, man, let me point out, you know, the bright spot, which was Alperin Chingun again. And this is what happens, man. Like when you uh when you run your offense through him, you see what he can do. And I want to highlight that poster dunk he had in the game. And this time the shit counted. And that shit was ridiculous, bro. I know we lost the game, but I'm gonna celebrate this fucking dunk. That shit was that shit was sick. And shout out to the Rockets admin for posting. Uh, posted it on Twitter today of two different shots of that dunk. Um, and I gotta, I'm gonna print that shit out and I'm gonna put it in my game room because it's against the Spurs, you know what I'm saying? So I always got something to go back and show them. Uh, because the last one didn't count, Kush. You remember that? Yeah, um, man, that last, that last dunk Stingoon had was, dude, uh, it was so awesome, bro. I need to see more of that from him. I need to. I need to see him uh, just be aggressive like that, and he can be an easy 2010-5 guy in the league, man. Yeah, man. I think, you know, the way that he's been playing and, like, making these passes, did you see that touch pass he had to Dylan Brooks? When Dylan Brooks threw it to him, he came in bounce, and he just, like, touch passed it to him for a layup. That's That vision is, like, it's very point guard type. It just shows you – his skill set, and that guy's always going to be ready to play, man. You know, he had 25 points, seven assists, and 14 
rebounds and one block. So the guys filling up the stat sheet, uh, our Prince and Goon is him, like always. So looking forward to what he does uh, tomorrow against the Golden State Warriors. Um, you know, Draymond Green's not going to play, so maybe he can cook down there. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure he's still going to look to be aggressive. But let me go back to Chris Paul, man, and what you said earlier. Uh, him saying that he was on a team that missed 27 threes. He, he was part of that reason, bro. It's because of his punk ass that he got hurt that he was not available for that game. And whose fault is it that he got hurt? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, Chris Paul, I'm going to need you to strike. I really wish you would have strengthened those hammies because uh, we might have had a championship with you already. But, you know, that's in the past. This is the now. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? So Exactly. And it's not like he was the one that was up 2-0 against the Milwaukee Bucks in the finals. And then the Bucks won four straight to win the championship. So, I mean, you would start talking shit. We can go there, buddy. You know what I'm saying? You were that close of winning a championship, and they just won four straight on you. Yeah, man. And, and uh, you know, it's kind of making me depressed right now. Just think, just even thinking about 2018. Uh, so, you know, but uh, I want to, I want to, the last thing I want to talk about with the Spurs game, Ike, is, um, you know, everybody knew, everybody knows where I'm about to go with this. If you watch the game, uh, the officiating in this game, dude, like I'm not saying the NBA is rigged and they're like trying to push the Wemby agenda. I'm not saying that, but some of the calls that were being made against us kind of like, can you like, can you blame me for going there? You know what I mean? Like, because I mean, some of these calls were very suspect and it just felt like they were making some of these ticky tack calls and like really important like junctures in the game for us. I want to get your thoughts watching the game. Like my blood was boiling watching some of these calls, bro. Like, cause is like, I don't know if they're trying to make it obvious or if they're just, you know, I guess blowing the whistle or whatever. What did mm. you think about the officiating in this game? Well, you know, it, typically it's just ass, you know, against us, against the Rockets. And, um, I think it's a combination of everything, of them, you know, pushing the Wemby agenda, of playing against the Houston Rockets. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, I've literally seen refs not count a basket when we played the Spurs that we actually scored on. I don't know if you remember that, but a couple years ago, James Harding was on a fast break dunked the basketball, and somehow when he dunked it, the ball came, you know, it went in and it came over the rim and and came off, and they said it didn't count. They didn't give us that two-point basket. So when I saw that, I already knew every time we play these motherfuckers, something like this is always going to happen, and, you know, we always get the short end of the stick, bro. Like, I'm not trying to play victim here, but when you look at some of those calls, what can you say? I'm not I, – I hate to, like, sound like that, like I'm the, like my team is the victim, but you saw it just like I did, Kush. These calls were fucking horrible, and there were 
the calls that really like change the game. Like you're giving the, these guys free throws and then getting our guys in foul trouble. It changes everything. Um, yeah, and I'm not saying we we lost the game because of the officiating. Like we did not play well enough to win. Like that's obvious. I'll admit that. But like, dude, these calls were ridiculous, bro. Like, and it wasn't just like one or two of them. It was like three or four of them where you're just like, dude, what are they seeing out there? Yeah, and it was like, man, a lot of times, man, I, I'm like re really dismissive when I see stuff like that because when I start looking at it real closely and like, you know what I'm saying, like paying attention to it, it just gets me really mad because we already have a tough task at hand, right, trying to win the game. And now you're playing five on eight. So like that, bro, you didn't got no chance, like, against a team like that. You know what I'm saying? You already got to try to defend a fucking giraffe out there. You know what I'm saying? And and now you you have to worry about the refs. So, yeah, the, 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 the refs were ass. Fuck you at official NBA refs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need to send them a message right now, but they ain't going <laughs> to. Man, this is fucked up, man. But, yeah, man, um, I, I will say this, though, Kush. If we can beat the Golden State Warriors tomorrow, all is forgiven for the first two games, right? Because the Warriors are the main reason why we don't have a championship in the last, I would say, five, six years. Uh, they're the main reason why we don't have one. So if we beat the Warriors, we back, baby. You know what I'm saying? We right back on. Yeah, man. That would be a huge, huge win. Ime's first win against the Warriors. Can you imagine? Like, man, he would, in my eyes, he would be, he would be a legend, uh, a 2023 Rocket legend, man. I'll just put that out there. At Toyota, I need to see Amin Thompson or one of our guards cook. CP3, please, for the love of God, I will be so happy if something like that happens and, and they just cook his ass. His old, he's already old. I think he should retire after this year, bro. Like, his hammies are not going to hold up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I need, I need to see two things. Uh, obviously, a rocket win. And we need to see uh, for the agenda on this podcast. Um, I need, I mean, I need someone to put Chris Paul on skates tomorrow, bro. Like, I need someone to West Wesley Johnson him like James Harden did against Wesley Johnson. That's what I want to see. That's what yeah, I want to see from the Rockets, bro. Yeah, he. There's no way he can stay with any of our guards, man. So it, tomorrow, anytime you know he's on defense, man, y'all just do y'all thing, man. Like for real, um, cook his ass for sure. Yeah, and with with but that, yeah. we're we're gonna end this uh this podcast for today, uh, all Rockets edition, and uh, we got some. Stuff in store for you guys. Stay tuned. We'll see you next time. Yeah, man. Make sure that you guys are following us at Inside the H Pod on X. And make sure you guys are subscribed to our podcast uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, until next time, man. Peace out. Yeah, and don't forget, uh, when we when we post on Twitter uh, slash X, click the link tree, and you'll be able to find all our links on there. And we'll see you guys next time. Inside the H. Inside the H.